What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Fit Over 40. Great topic today. I'm going to talk a little bit about the housing market. When the interest rates went up, it kind of priced a lot of people out of market. Um, give you some solutions today, how you can get back in the market with some simple tips and show you a cool product we're doing at Spire Financial. So welcome to Fit Over 40. I'm your host, Coach Clarence. If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now, here's Coach Clarence. Hey now. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about what's going on in the market a little bit today, what we're doing to combat the interest rate situation. And let's get you in a house with some information. And if you're a realtor, let me show you how Spire Financial can help you. All right. So let's talk about what we're doing at Spire Financial and what are temporary buy downs. Temporary buy downs are also known as 2-1 buy downs or a one-year buy-down, or a temporary rate reduction. These are loans where the interest rate is reduced temporarily for the first few years of the loan. The reduction is funded by a deposit into a buy-down account, a portion of which is released each month to reduce the borrower's payments. This can help a buyer ease into the full mortgage payment at the beginning of the loan term. It's pretty simple. It basically helps you get in at a lower rate, but let me break it down a little more, give you some numbers. The rate is lowered for the first year, or the first two years. As an example, for a 2-1 buy-down, if the rate is 6%, the rate is reduced to 4% for the first year, then 5% for the second year, and then remains at the note rate of 6% for the remaining life of the loan. The monthly payments reflect the rate at the time, so the borrower's payments are lower during the first two years than they are for the remaining years. The money to pay for the buy-down is deposited into an escrow account and is paid monthly to the lender to make up the difference. Now, who pays for a 2-1 buy-down? With Spire Financial, our buy-down programs allow the seller, the builder, or realtor to pay for the buy-down. Now, you might be asking yourself, if you're selling your home, how does that benefit me? What's the point? As a seller, you can offer this option as a concession for the sale of your property, giving a buyer an incentive to purchase your house without lowering your list price. This, in many ways, is more powerful than a price reduction from the buyer's perspective. This can possibly get the buyers off the fence who wouldn't have previously considered buying right now. So it kind of works out in everybody's favor. You know, you get someone in the house, you get the cost of your home the way you want it, and everybody's happy, everybody walks away. And it's not that expensive, and I'll go into it a little bit later. So some real quick legal stuff, who this is for, who it's not for. This is for conventional loans, conforming loans, 30-year fixed, purchase only. A 95% max loan to value. This is for one unit primary residence, single family residence, PUDs, and condos. For new construction homes, the borrower may not be affiliated with the builder or the seller. That's on new construction. You need a minimum of 620 FICO, no exception. So if your score is kind of close, 
Less than an hour, I can help you get that score up so you can qualify for this great program. Okay, buy-down funds are counted against the limits on contributions from interested parties in that three to six max on most cases. There are some wiggle room. We can get into that in specifics based on your scenario. So again, just for simple scenarios here, I'm using that. Okay, the buy-down agreement has to be executed. There is a buy-down agreement. And it must provide that the borrower is not relieved of any obligations to make the mortgage payments required by the terms of the note. So for any reason, the buy-down funds are not available, you are still responsible. That's what the lawyers want us to tell you, and it's important. So you're not thinking, hey, I had an account set up. You're still ultimately responsible. But again, those are things that most likely will never happen. Now, here are some programs that you can't use a buy-down on for those listening. You can't use a down payment assistance program for this. You cannot use subordinate pricing, I'm sorry, financing, such as HELOCs or 81010. So if the second on your home, you have a second or you're trying to finance with an 8020 or 801010, you can't use the uh, buy down. It doesn't work with that program. You can't use it for second home investment properties. You cannot use it for manufactured homes. You cannot use it for high balance loans or jumbo loans, anything like that. All right, so that's the legal stuff. Again, let's talk about your situation individually so that we can deal specifically with what you need. All right, I'm gonna give you another example. Let's say a loan is approved and closes at 6%. An escrow account is set up to buy the rate down for a two-year period. In year one, the borrower's P&I or principal and interest payment is calculated at 4%. And the difference needed for the full 6% payment is drawn from the escrow account. In year two, the borrower's P&I payment is calculated at 5%. And the difference needed for the full 6% payment is drawn from the escrow account. Now in year three, the subsidy ends and the borrower makes the full principal and interest payment at 6% for the remaining life of the loan. So it's very simple. And I'm going to use... 6% while I go through these examples because it's easier math. And again, we'll look at your situation different. So I'm going to give you an example of an $800,000 purchase price with a $640,000 loan. So obviously some money was put down showing the 2-1 buy down, okay? So on a standard 30-year loan, if you had a 6% interest rate and you're um, loan amount was $640,000, your first year principal and interest payment would be $3,837.12. Now with the buy down, that first year going down to 4%, your payment would be $3,056. That's a difference of around $782. And I'm rounding, folks. So don't jump through the uh, screen and say, no, I came out with a different number. Now, the buy-down cost or the concession for that particular loan would be $9,380, okay? Now, in year two, that same payment on a standard 30-year loan is going to be $3,837.12, okay? On the buy-down, now that we're buying it at 5% now, it's going to be $3,436, a difference of $402. Again, I'm rounding numbers to make it simple. Now, the cost in that second year is $4,817.58. So a total for that whole complete buy-down is $14,198. That would be the concession to allow that buyer to get your house. You get what you wanted for it. Everybody gets in the home happy. Now, that's 
super simplified, but I'm just making it easy. Now, let's say a person wanted to only do a buy down for a year. Okay, same numbers. Sales price, 800000 Loan amount, 640000 Interest rates, 5%. On a traditional 30-year loan, that payment will still be that $3,837.12. That first year buy down, $3,436, a difference around $402. The cost of that first year buy down would be $4,817.58. So you can see how that benefits a person to get on their feet. Maybe interest rates change. We can refinance. Now, <clears throat> you might be asking why a buy down versus a standard concession or price reduction? What are other options? Well, okay, let's use 15 grand as an example and a price reduction. In today's rate market, in reducing the amount borrowed by $15,000 will reduce the payment by only $90. If the client were putting 20% down cash to close, it's only reduced by $3,000. Now, let's say you do a seller concession on the loan amount. In our examples of $640,000, $15,000 would buy down nearly 0.75 to 5 eighths in the interest rate. That's certainly a lot. It would amount to a $300 savings per month. But remember, discount points are sunk costs, whereas the buy-down could be refunded, in my opinion, likely in a refinance in the first few years. And we could discuss that another time. And that's a strategy. Again, we're moving in today's rate market, and there may be a time when, hey, maybe rates go down. We can refinance you into something else. Again, let's talk specific about your situation I'm just giving some general numbers so this makes sense. Now, a couple questions that pop up a lot. What happens is the loan is refinanced before the end of the temporary period. Well, the buyer is the owner of the escrow account. Most every, Mostly every investor, I should say, or servicer will apply the remaining balance as a principal reduction or reduction of the payoff. Okay, so that works good in your favor. So how is that different than paying points to buy down the rate? Well, I'll give you a simple example. With discount points, you pay to buy the rate down for the life of the loan. Typically, the rate is lower by a small amount, let's say an eighth to a half percent. While this does reduce the payment, a temporary buy down lowers the rate and thus the payments much more significantly during the initial buy down period. So hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, again, folks, let's have a talk, a consultation, and let's break down your situation individually. Real estate can get complicated. I'm trying to keep it simple. If you have questions, you can email me at cferguson at spirefinancial.com, and I'll be more than happy to answer your question. Or call me 602-299-9357. More than happy to jump on a call and run some real numbers based on what you're thinking and what you can afford. And my next point really quick, and I don't want this to be some long, broad, broad, drawn out show. I want it to be simple, some lighthearted information just to share with you. So this show is really informative versus our traditional format, which we'll be right back to next week. But um, I had a week to myself and I wanted to, you know, when, I, when I'm here by myself in the studio, I want to just answer questions I get. And I keep getting these real estate questions. So it's a good chance for me, since I don't have a guest in here, I can just spend the time and talk to you about what's going on in the market. All right. Right now, you're hearing a lot of stuff on the news. 
different things, different influencers out there talking about the real estate market is cooling off from the peak frenzy we saw during the pandemic. You might be questioning, well, shit, what does that mean to me? What if I want to sell my house? And if you're thinking of making a move, I just want you to know the market is anything but normal still, folks. So that's why these programs, like I talked about, the 2-1 are so important, or other programs to help you get in the house and understand how interest rates work and what we're expecting. That's the kind of lending we do. We're giving you forecasts for the future. We're not just trying to do transactions. We want to set you up for success in this process. So even though there's a supply of homes has been growing a lot this year, there's still a shortage of homes on the market. And that means conditions continue to favor our sellers right now. That's because the level of inventory of homes kind of determines who's in control, whether the buyer or the seller take the driver's seat. So if that doesn't make sense, think of it like this. A buyer's market is where there's more homes for sale than buyers looking to buy. When that happens, buyers have the negotiation power because sellers are more willing to compromise so they can sell their houses. In a seller's market, it's just the opposite. There are too few homes available for the number of buyers in the market, and that gives the sellers all the leverage, like, kind of like what we saw in the last few months. In that situation, buyers have to do what they want. They have to come up with more down. They got to compete with other people with higher offers. That's how it works. Now, there is something, too, out there called a neutral market, and that's when the supply is balanced and there's enough homes to meet the buyer's demands at the current sales prices. That's a sweet situation for everybody involved. They come and go. There's different times when one is going to be more prominent than the other. Now, as for the past two years, we've been in a red hot sellers market. That's just what it is because inventory has been near record lows. And that's just how it goes in that type of a scenario. So what does that mean for you? A guy named Ed Pinto, he's with the director or he's actually the director of the American Enterprise Institute for Housing Centers. He had a quote, which I thought was fascinating. So I wrote it down to share with you guys talking about what's happening in today's market. He said, overall, the best summary is we moved from gangbuster sellers market to a modest seller market. I'm going to say that again. We went from a gangbuster sellers market to a modest sellers market. So that kind of describes what we went from to where we are now. But I still feel like conditions are still in your favor, even though the market is cooling. If you work with the right lender, the right agent to price your heart, your heart, price your home, your heart needs to be in it, folks. Because this is a long haul. But anyway, to price your house at today's market value, you'll find success when you're selling your home today. But while buyer demand is softening a little bit because of the interest rate, the program that I talked to you about previously is going to help more people come to the market. And that's what I'm trying to let people know. Work with our realtor partners so they understand what's happening. All right. So this is kind of where things are. So if you want to buy a house, you still can understand how the market works, understand how to get in there. Today's housing market still favors sellers right now. But if you're ready to sell your house or buy a house, give me a call. I'll help you get into it. Um, I love talking about these little subjects. You know, I have notes. I read off my notes to try to make sure I get the information correct, especially when I'm talking mortgages, because there's so many loopholes and stuff that I want to make sure you understand. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for making this show a hit. This show will be 101, so we crossed that threshold of 100 shows, which is pretty cool. Please keep sending questions and suggestions for the shows. We're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep exciting guests coming in. Um, there's so much more going to be happening this year, and I'm glad you're part of my family. If you have mortgage needs, 
email me at cferguson at spirefinancial.com. My website is mtgmancf.com. It's mortgagemancf.com. mtgmancf.com. Um, if you want to do anything fitness related, you have questions about your health, info at coachclarence.com. My website, where you can hear the podcast and click and subscribe every time you hear it. Make sure you like it. Give us a thumbs up if you like what we're doing. Is fitover40.online. You can see the podcast. You can see what's going on with everything. All right, folks, I appreciate you all tuning in, and we will see you next week. Take care. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can find me on Instagram at thecoachclarence for all your mortgage needs. Clarence M. Ferguson on Instagram. On Facebook, go to groups. Type in Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. YouTube, you can follow me at Coach Clarence TV. To be a guest on the show, or to suggest a topic, info at CoachClarence.com. We appreciate you hanging out with us for this time during your day. We know you have many options when you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you tuning in to us. And we'll see you next time. Stay cool. Stay cool.